amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to talk about day number two of NFL free agency's legal tampering period with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. What's going on, Chris? Uh, Not too much. Uh, You know, just buried in all these signings uh, that the Jets made today. All the huge uh, signings, all the breaking news. Very big day for the Jets. Obviously, they came out swinging day number one. Day number two, pretty quiet. The only move that they made today was signing a big-time special teams player. And I know that sounds boring, but it is something that's important. Justin Hardy, a cornerback who was a wide receiver in college, one of the best gunners in the league, and that's probably part of the reason why the Saints were the best punt coverage team in the NFL. If you watched the Jets' special teams last year, they were 29th overall, and they desperately needed somebody that could bring to the table Hardy's combination of special team skills and leadership in the locker room. If you went and saw Cameron Jordan, he tweeted out a cry face emoji when Justin Hardy departing the Saints was announced. So you know he's very well respected there. And Chris, this is interesting. He also owns 
part of a pizza chain, a pizza franchise in New Orleans. Well, kind of pizza. It's like pizza adjacent. It's a Papa John's. So when he gets here, one of your first jobs when they open the locker room back up this year is for you to inform Justin Hardy that if he wants to be a pizza franchise owner, he needs to open up his own actual pizza place and serve real pizza because this is the New York, New Jersey area and the only people that eat Papa John's are those that are drunk at 3 a.m. and have nowhere else to go. Yeah, Papa John's is unacceptable. Uh, I, I, Again, I say that we get snobby up here in the Northeast and if, if you're out uh, elsewhere... I have no problem with you going in Domino's, getting you pizza, I'm fine. But Papa John's is just not acceptable. It is gross. You, no, that's not pizza. It doesn't count. Um, but, yeah, he is a I, – I did laugh because uh, the news broke, and I just immediately tweeted out, like, you know, gutter, because I knew fans are sitting there saying, waiting, hoping for a cornerback. You can't just tweet out that he's a cornerback because fans are going to go – and be like, this guy stinks, or tell me all about him at quarterback. And then you're gonna have to explain, no, he's really just a gunner. Um, <laughs> this happens, you know, every every other year. I say they go out and they get like a special teams gunner like this. It happens, but he is really good, highly regarded in the area. And uh, I didn't do a, a ton of digging, but a, a little bit into him. And he is a very well liked and respected player inside the locker room. <laughs> Not at a player as a person. So you get a high character guy who can play that role and help the special teams get better. You know, maybe this was a gift to Brant Boyer say, Hey, how are you still around? Let's go get somebody for you. But that's, they got a a good addition there. It's obviously not going to cost a lot, but it, for, for the one signing of the day, this would be a much better thing to like tack on, to like yesterday's news be like all right plus you got this nice little thing here it's just it's a little bit uh, rough for fans if like oh they're like this is all we got today if they had made those moves yesterday this would be more like last year where people were just sitting around waiting for the jets to do something and they didn't really do that much as i said low-key moves like bringing back alex lewis getting greg van roten and george fant Connor mcgovern Nobody sexy or flashy this year, obviously, with Carl Lawson and to a lesser extent, Corey Davis. They've already done a lot more in the flashy department than they did last year. Jets apparently in on Keanu Neal. We talked about this yesterday, Chris, and I've mentioned this on the show before. Neal had a fantastic season with the Falcons last year. He really blossomed under Jeff Ulbrich, who became the defensive coordinator after Dan Quinn was fired. He would be a perfect fit for this defense for a variety of reasons, not the least of which he already knows it very well because he played in it under Ulbrich last year and had his best season. The only thing I wonder about is whether or not the Jets want to pay two expensive safeties, the other being Marcus May, who they just franchise tagged. You did bring up a good point, especially with what the Patriots have done, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. It may pay to have three good safeties, especially since you take a look at what Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich like to do. They do like to employ a lot of three safety looks. Plus, theoretically, if you sign Neal and Ashton Davis has a really good year, if May is on the franchise tag, you could let him walk at the end of this coming season and turn the job over to Ashton Davis if you choose to do that. So apparently the Jets, the Cowboys, the Lions, the Vikings, the Colts, and the Panthers are in on Keanu Neal. 
But as you said yesterday about a couple of different free agents, I have a hard time believing that Joe Douglas would be the highest bidder on Keanu Neal. Yeah, I could see it a little bit more uh, uh, with safety just because I don't think that number is going to get nearly as high. Um, but uh, with the, the other teams mentioned there, that's enough of a market that it, I would think it will probably price them out. But I wouldn't be totally surprised. Uh, it depends on what else they end up doing. But it, it kind of feels like right now what he's, he's just kind of waiting the market out and seeing if anybody pops at a, at a good value and then he'll jump at them. Um, and at that point, I don't think it matters what position we're talking about. Um, I, like we've been saying, I, I think that there's enough of a market that he'll, he'll probably price out there, but I think that's what's happening. And maybe if he sits there and he waits and nothing else pops up there, and he doesn't really have anything else he feels great about, maybe he'll be like, all right, you know what? I'll pony up an extra mill or two for him. Uh, and so I, I won't rule it out. I, uh, I'm not, I'll i even give it more than a 5% chance, just not much more. It's still a small chance. But uh, the, I, they definitely want to get three safeties that they can feel comfortable rolling out there. Salah loves playing with three, using three safeties. This gives them the flexibility going forward, Marcus May and everything. So uh, a move like that would work. He's really the only uh, safety that would where that would be the move. They could bring in, you know, depth safeties. Sure. But that's that's the one safety out there that uh, would make a difference. In other news that relates to the Jets, Washington signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to compete with Heineke, so it looks like Sam Darnold probably not going there. In fact, Diana Rossini of ESPN says that it would be a waste of time to even investigate that possibility based on a conversation she had with a source at Washington. And then the other one that dropped today that doesn't help the Jets is Andy Dalton signs a one-year deal with the Bears, $10 million with $3 more million in incentives. At that price, you have to figure it doesn't make sense for the Bears to surrender high-value assets, perhaps a second and a fourth or whatever it is that people think Sam Darnold will get traded for. So that probably takes them out as well. The Jets might be getting a little too cute here, Chris. I know they want to wait until they know for sure that they want to move on from Sam Darnold, but the longer this plays out, the more they're giving teams the opportunity to go in a different direction. And I know that they feel like there's no sense of urgency to get this done, but there might be a lot more urgency to this than they realize. Yeah, I uh, we talked about this yesterday off the air, and I, I guess I probably should have uh, been talking about this more, but... I just never felt that they were going to trade Sam Darnold until they have like actually had another quarterback on the roster, whether it was trading for Deshaun Watson, him involved in the trade or trading him after or until after the draft. Uh, teams just don't generally do that, like to do that. It's like one of those old things that uh, GMs just stubbornly cling to. Um and now you brought up a good point in that conversation that this isn't a situation that happens all that often, but I still just always kind of felt like they wouldn't make that move until they actually have the other guy. Um, and especially, you know, Joe Douglas might not be feel like a need, like I need to get a, a, one extra draft pick this year 
when he could just be like, you know, I can, I, I got draft picks this year. I can hold on to him and then I can get an extra draft pick for the next year. Uh, there's, I just don't think that the fans always, when they're done with the player, they're ready. Just trade them now. I don't want to think about it anymore. But that's not how it works, obviously. And just they're really hesitant to move on from their starting quarterback before they have the other guy there. I get what you're saying, and I know you're not saying you actually agree with this because I know that you don't, but that's moronic. And I'm not saying that Joe Douglas is dumb, and I'm not saying that Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur are dumb. I'm saying that would be a dumb decision I think if they are planning to hold on to Sam Darnold until such time that they get somebody else, because as I said, the longer this goes on, the less leverage they're going to have because teams are going to remove themselves from the Sam Darnold market. So it would behoove them unless they legitimately feel like Darnold should be the guy going forward, in which case, again, I would think that's a dumb decision to move Darnold ASAP. Because, as I said, the longer this goes on, the more other teams are going to move on to other options. And we already saw that now with Chicago. We saw it with Washington. Who knows which team could be next? In fact, Damian Woody posted today on Twitter, is there even a team where Sam Darnold could theoretically be the starter in 2021? It's getting to the point where, at best, he would be competing for a starting job. I don't know that he's a lock, stock, and barrel starter anywhere except if he stays here with the Jets and they don't pick a quarterback at number two. That's really the only way that he would be the lock, stock, and barrel favorite to win the starting job. So interesting stuff there with Darnold, but like I said, he who hesitates is lost. And I'm not saying they have to rush to do it immediately, but the sooner the better if they are planning to move on from Sam Darnold. And the other quarterback news that may affect the Jets here, at least on the periphery, is that the Houston Texans signed Tyrod Taylor to a one-year deal that could be worth up to $12.5 million. So we don't know the exact figure here. And it's funny because when the Cam Newton contract came out, everybody freaked out and said, $14 million, what are they, crazy? And then you look at it and it was Cam is getting $5 million guaranteed and the rest is incentives. So even if Cam Newton doesn't even play a snap for the Patriots in 2021, that's a pretty solid deal. $5 million for a backup quarterback of Cam Newton's caliber, not bad at all. That could very well be the case with Tyrod Taylor. Who knows? It could be $5 million in guarantees and the rest is incentives. If that's the case, then so what? People are reading way too much into this because people are saying, well, if they're signing Tyrod Taylor, maybe they're going to use him as a bridge or he's going to be there to help the young kid come along sort of the way that he did with Justin Herbert. If Houston were to trade Deshaun Watson and get the picks and use those picks to rebuild the team, one of them being a quarterback that they can have as the quarterback of the future to replace Watson. But as I said, that's possible. It's also just as likely, if not more likely, that Taylor signed a contract that doesn't have a ton in guarantees and he's just an insurance policy in case Deshaun Watson decides not to show up or even a very serviceable backup if they are able to talk Deshaun Watson into coming back. Yeah, the the Tyrod Taylor signing could mean one of tw- like 12 different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like it, it was funny watching it come out and everybody was jumping to conclusions immediately. And I was seeing people jump to completely different conclusions. It has to be this. No, it has to be this. 
And it's like, it, it could very easily be there. It could very easily be like, yeah, Deshaun's not going to want to play for us. We're not trading him. Tyrod Taylor, boom, he's going to be our starting quarterback. Let's give him an incentive-based contract. It could be, hey, we're going to end up trading Deshaun Watson, and we want Tyrod Taylor to maybe play and start some games, maybe groom the other quarterback. It could just be uh, Tyrod Taylor as a backup quarterback. Pep Hamilton's their offensive coordinator now. I, like it could mean anything. Um, there, so I'm. I wouldn't read anything into that at all. As far as the rest of the free agents that got signed today, the big one came early this morning when Hunter Henry signed with the New England Patriots. So the Patriots end up getting the top two tight ends on the market. Looks like they're going to try and recreate the Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez dynamic. On the field. You had to go there, Chris. I think everybody knew that. I just wanted to be clear. I don't want your podcast to be associated as pro-murder. That's my other podcast, the pro-murder podcast. And you can donate to our Patreon over at promurderpodcast.com. But this podcast is about football. So you are correct. We are not endorsing anything that was done by Aaron Hernandez off the field. However, Hernandez and Gronkowski was probably the most dominant two tight end set that I've seen in my lifetime. And so New England trying to recreate that. Now, to be fair, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, both very talented. Neither one is anywhere near as good as Aaron Hernandez or especially Rob Gronkowski. But I think this shopping spree by the Patriots, which may not be over, by the way, because our friend Nick Spano over at U Stadium speculating that they may be in on either Juju Smith-Schuster or Will Fuller when all is said and done. What this is telling me is that Bill Belichick is not as confident in himself to get the players he needs on the cheap or in the draft anymore. And he actually has had a couple of bad years in those areas. His drafts the last few years have slipped a lot. His free agent signings haven't worked out so much. And now with Brady and a lot of those guys gone, he's had to reload and retool. And I think what he's doing here is he's realizing that he's going to have to spend in free agency because he can't trust himself in the draft and he can't trust himself to get these bargains that have worked out for him in the past. But still... As we said before, if the Jets get Keanu Neal, this would be a major benefit for them is having somebody that can cover these two tight ends because otherwise Smith and Henry, for whatever we want to say about this strategy by Belichick, are going to create a lot of mismatches. I think it's partly what you said about Belichick, but I also just think it's just the fact that last year they were just so up against it cap-wise and had so much dead uh, stuff. They were in such a bad position and then everybody opted out with uh, COVID stuff and it, it gave him the opportunity to reset. And now they just have all this money available and they don't have a bunch of long-term money tied up in the future. Um, so it's not really... And again, this is something we all need to talk about, adjust and get better at, myself included, talking about just long-term deals in general. There's really no such thing in the NFL anymore unless we're talking about quarterbacks. And even that, they, they're already reworking the Mahomes deal a year after he signed a 10-year deal and they're reworking it. So 
there's really no such thing as long-term deal. It's not like uh, they're signing all these players and now they're going to be boxed in and they won't be able to make moves going forward. He's going to have maintained this flexibility. I just think he saw, I have all this money and yes, we haven't done a good job acquiring and drafting guys. So I need to go ahead and pounce in free agency. And he's gotten guys that, or his type of guys that don't fit exactly what they want to do. Um, but you're right. And whether they get Keanu Neal or not, I think this definitely opens up the possibility of them. You know, if not, they don't get him. Maybe they say, Hey, let's try to draft another one in the middle rounds too, because they're going to need to worry about that. It's only, it's only going to be two games and, the Dolphins and the Bills are also serious that teams that they need to be ready for them as well. But again, having three safeties is something playing them at once is something Robert Sala likes to do. So one way or another, I could definitely see them trying to do that. And the Patriots adding two tight ends would play into the urgency to need to. Chris, interesting thing about the Patriots, they are already number two all time in amount of money guaranteed in one free agency period, and free agency technically hasn't even started yet. Here's the list. This is kind of wild. The Dolphins in 2020 guaranteed $147.2 million. Had a good year, but missed the playoffs. (laughs) I'm looking at this list, and this is so typical. The 2019 Jets, $131.4 million. They missed the playoffs, of course. 2016 Giants, that was the last time they made the playoffs. $107 million. The Bears in 2018, they were a wild card team. That was the year that they signed Allen Robinson, $102 million. And then, of course, the Jets twice in the top five. In 2018, $100.5 million. And as we recall, also missed the playoffs that year. So more proof that Mike McCagnin was a terrible general manager. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Moving along to the rest of the moves that happen around the league today, a stunner in Las Vegas as Rodney Hudson, one of the best centers in the league, gets released. I wish the Jets would get in on that. It sounds like there's no way they're going to because they're committed to Conor McGovern at center. I get it to an extent, but if you have a chance to add somebody like Rodney Hudson, I would do it and then just move McGovern to guard because they absolutely have to do something to upgrade that interior offensive line. Tampa working to re-sign Ndamukong Sue. Sue is representing himself in negotiations, so that'll be interesting. Shaquille Griffin signs a three-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he'll team up with Sidney Jones, the former Eagles draft pick who didn't pan out there but actually played pretty well for Jacksonville last year. He stays in Jacksonville, so that'll be a fun tandem to watch. Tyus Bowser, who Michael Nanny and I talked about as being a very, very versatile outside linebacker who can do a little bit of everything. He stays in Baltimore, four years, $22 million. I really like that deal. Richard Sherman getting interest from the Saints makes sense because Chris Richard, who has a great relationship with from the Legion of Boom days in Seattle, is in New Orleans now. Denzel Perriman, one of the best inside linebackers in free agency, has a couple of different teams going after him. He, of course, played for the Chargers last season. Tremont Williams, who played for the Packers, Browns, Cardinals, and Ravens, per Josina Anderson, will be retiring Tack McKinley signs a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. He was actually better than most people realized last year. Nothing special, but for $4 million, that's a pretty good value signing. Our old friend Leonard Williams gets a three-year, $63 million deal, $45 million guaranteed. Jets fans laughing at this, as you and I said before we started recording, not sure why. I know that they love to bag on him when he was here, but he had a fantastic season last year. I've said for a long time, that he was a lot better than people gave him credit for. And last year he broke out sack-wise, but all the rest of the numbers were pretty much the same as normal. It's just that he wasn't getting sacks. Last year he did, and now he gets rewarded for it with a big contract. John Ross also signs with the Giants. Huge speedster, but that's pretty much all he brings to the table. One year, $2.5 million. Anthony Miller from the Bears, the slot receiver apparently, is on the block going into the final year of his rookie deal, and the Bears don't want to pay him. Good player, though, so if you're somebody with cap space, that might not be a terrible move, although we'll talk about this in a second. The wide receiver market not really heating up so far for anybody. Corey Davis, really, the only top-flight option that is signed, ironically. Adoree Jackson, surprisingly released by the Titans. Excellent when he's played. The problem is he's missed 18 games in the last two seasons. So if you're signing him, you know the talent, you know he's only 25 years old, but huge injury risk. So I'm curious to see what he gets contract-wise. He'll get some interest, but is anybody going to be willing to dive in there and give him a lot of guaranteed money on a long-term contract? I wouldn't be so sure. Vince Williams gets released by the Pittsburgh Steelers after eight years there. 
solid linebacker, good veteran in the locker room, and a really good tweeter. He always makes me laugh. So if a team needs a linebacker and a leader in the locker room, that's a guy that should be an option. Malcolm Brown traded from the Saints to the Jaguars. Not a big surprise. The Saints were desperate to clear caps, so that goes a long way towards doing that. The Jaguars signed Marvin Jones to a two-year, $14.5 million deal, $9.2 million fully guaranteed. He'll be a nice depth option when Trevor Lawrence shows up there. Jacoby Brissett signs with the Miami Dolphins to be their backup on a one-year deal. I assume he'll be backing up to a tag of Iowa unless the Dolphins throw a curveball here. The thing about Jacoby Brissett is he's not a bad guy to have as your backup. You definitely don't want him as the full-time starter because he's just pathologically conservative with the football, but he's not going to turn it over. He's not going to lose games for you. So on a cheap one-year deal as a backup, not a bad deal at all. By the way, we talked about Andy Dalton before. Big part of the reason that the Bears went out and got Andy Dalton is because they tried really hard to get Russell Wilson, called the Seahawks multiple times, making aggressive offers, but apparently the Seahawks have decided, at least for now, that they are not going to trade him, so they moved on to Andy Dalton as their plan B, they being the Chicago Bears. Makes sense to me with the Seahawks. I wouldn't trade Russell Wilson anyway, but especially since if Russell Wilson gets traded It would be a $39 million dead cap hit for the Seattle Seahawks. That just seems insane. A double whammy to trade a Hall of Fame quarterback and take on a $39 million cap hit. Unless you're getting the Hall of all Halls, there's no way you can make a move like that. The other Malcolm Brown, the running back, ends up going to the Miami Dolphins. He was formerly with the Rams. Janoris Jenkins, formerly of the Saints, he signs with the Titans and joins their secondary. Kelvin Beecham, former Jets tackle, re-signs in Arizona on a two-year deal. He played fairly well for them last year. Akilo Weatherspoon, the cornerback from the 49ers who the Jets had their eye on, he signs with the Seattle Seahawks. Emmanuel Sanders gets released and almost immediately signs with the Buffalo Bills, so more depth and options there for Josh Allen. Kyle Long visited the Raiders. He's coming out of retirement, but he left the building he's going to be visiting with the Kansas City Chiefs this per Diana Rossini Jermaine Effetti signs a one-year deal with the Bears nothing special but if it's a cheap one-year deal that's fine our friend Nick Spano over at U Stadium reporting that the Jets are in the mix for Kwan Williams if they do sign him he would take the place of Brian Poole Robert Sala really likes him the 49ers would like to bring him back too and there are several teams in the mix so we'll see how that one turns out Washington signs William Jackson, who I really like. I think he's one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league. Loved him at the University of Houston, and I thought he did a really good job for Cincinnati. He was under the radar because who pays attention to the Bengals? So a good one there for that Washington defense. David Andrews, who you talked about yesterday, Chris, is a potential option for the Jets. He's a center for the Patriots. Not an option for the Jets because they've decided not to go the center route. However, he's going to be testing the market. The Patriots worked hard to try and retain him, but he has decided that he is going to look around the league and see what his value is. So that's the roundup from day number two. But Chris, the big story here isn't what did happen. It's what didn't happen because all of the receivers that we talked about yesterday are still available. All of them. Kenny Galladay, still available. Curtis Samuel, still available. Juju Smith-Schuster, still available. There hasn't even been whispers about where these guys are going to go or how much they're asking for. So this is a situation where if I'm Joe Douglas, 
I'm sitting back and I'm lurking and I'm waiting to see how this turns out. I said that yesterday about Jadavian Clowney. I'd be doing that with him as well. But with these wide receivers, look, if you sit back and the market doesn't really materialize for Galladay or Samuel the way you were expecting it to, you could swoop in and try and get one of them on a one-year deal that's a balloon payment of sorts, and you get yourself a really good weapon for at least a year, buys you some time and gives you a really nice piece to add to this offense for whoever the quarterback ends up being in 2021. So I thought that was actually the most interesting component of day number two of the legal tampering period is that this wide receiver market just doesn't seem to be there. Yeah, today was interesting because it started with the Hunter Henry, and okay, that was big. Everything else that happened today was pretty much just, yeah, okay, I see it, makes sense. But the there's the wide receivers, not nothing happening there, and it's it doesn't matter what they are asking for because they're not getting it. Uh, the money just isn't there for them right now, and this is a large part because of. Uh, this draft class coming up. Um, but I don't know if that's a thing that's ever going away. Wide receivers have gotten so good. And uh, there's just so many good wide receivers. It really boggles the mind that the Jets have had trouble getting good receivers for so long when the league has really taken off. The receivers have really taken off this league. There's just so many of them. The market's not there for them, especially this year with the cap situation. And if you're like uh, for Kenny Galladay, I can, I can ter- certainly understand why he wants the long-term deal. Now he's a little uh, o- older, uh, just a little bit, but, uh, and then he's had some injury issues, but if he's comfortable betting on himself, take the one year deal somewhere. Um, I, I would recommend going somewhere else than here, but for Jets fans purposes, ignore that. Um, Take the one-year deal and then wait for the cap to go back up and then somebody will sign you to a, a long-term contract. Um, so Joe Douglas has to, like we said earlier, just sit back and watch and see what unfolds here. And if you can get Curtis Samuel for you know cheaper than you thought or, or Kenny Galladay for cheaper than you can th- thought – then you absolutely have to do it. I know that they're still monitoring the the wide receiver market. I know that they're not completely out on it. Uh, we'll, we'll see where everything falls if they end up with one of them. But there's that's something that they're still uh, definitely checking on and interested in. As they should be. Like you said, Chris, no reason not to lurk and see if they can get good value out of somebody like Samuel or Galladay if either one of them ends up going for a lot less than expected or if, as you said, a guy like Samuel wants to bet on himself on a one-year contract. So that's something to look for in day number one of official free agency, which begins later today, actually. So this is crazy. We have two days of signings and frenzy, and then we have the actual free agency. I still don't understand what the purpose of the legal tampering period is, other than to get us all talking a little bit early. But either way, the Jets made their splash, and now we wait and see what they do beyond that. Today, nothing major, just a special team signing. But over the next couple of days, there'll be some more. I don't know that it's going to be anything super flashy, but they'll add some more depth at least, and you may get a couple more starters. That way, they don't go into the draft desperate 
at various positions. We said yesterday that signing Davis and Carl Lawson gives them a little more flexibility and some space to breathe, and I think that they're going to be looking to do more signings that give them that type of flexibility. Chris Nimbley of JetsInsider.com, thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. I know you got plenty going on at JetsInsider.com right now, right? Yeah, it didn't uh, add too much today just because, you know, not much happened yet. But I got a bunch of uh, ideas coming for tomorrow's things that they can go and address looking forward. And then you start looking at, uh, you know, articles coming out on how Carl Lawson can help and all those as well. So I'll have plenty coming for you uh, very shortly. Make sure that you're following Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. And reading his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.